So a prophet in the Bible is a person sent by God to deliver a message to his people. So we hear about this a lot at Mass, right? Uh, we hear about, you know, a reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. That's the most common one. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel, etc. right? All these different prophets that we hear from a lot of times uh, in our first reading. So not every time is the first reading from one of the prophets, but many times, especially during ordinary time, right, the, when the priest wears green. Um, and these prophets, right, they're all sent with um, a particular message that God wants to give his people. And most often, right, uh, imagine, right, or try to think of how many times you hear the message of the prophets. What's the tone usually that the message is? Usually it's, it's an unpleasant tone, right? The, the prophets are sent by God as his messengers to speak to his people and, and they're, they're sent because God's people aren't keeping to God's ways, right? They're not following the ways of the Lord. And, and many times it's, it's not so much the people that they're spent, sent to, but it's that they're sent to the leaders, to the kings and uh, the priests and, and the religious leaders, these, these people, because these are the people that are meant to uh, lead the people in the ways of God, right? So if, if they're failing in that, then God has a problem with that, right? Because God gives us the law, not just so that we have something to do, right? God gives us the law because it's, it's through following the laws that his people understood that they could maintain a relationship with him, right? So if, if we're not keeping his commandments, then that means we're cutting off that relationship with God and so we can't have connection with him, right? So, so for, for the Lord, like it's his one goal is to have a relationship, to have a regular connection with us. So if that's not being kept and if the people aren't being taught to keep that, right, then he needs to send a prophet, right? So the prophets come a lot of times with, with like a message of warning to the people. They, they come a lot of times with, with a message that says, you need to change your ways. And if you don't, it's not going to end well for you. Jeremiah is one of those prophets. He is sent to the Lord's people at a time when they're not following the ways of God. And the message that he comes to deliver is basically a message that says, if you don't amend your ways and start following God's law, then the Lord's gonna allow other nations to come in and take over and conquer you and lead you off into other lands. That's his message, right? So, so ultimately we could sort of boil it down to this, right? The prophet has a message from God, which is difficult to deliver because it's a message that demands change. So imagine in your own life, someone comes up to you and says to you, I see this behavior that you're doing and it needs to change or else. What's your response? Get lost. Like, who are you to tell me what I need to do? Right? And this, this, is, it's, this is how we respond. It's how the people responded when a prophet was sent to them. Jeremiah ultimately was killed for being a prophet. He was killed because his message that he delivered was a hard message. So, so I, I was thinking about this because, right, so when we read from the prophets, 
we, we just sort of know, okay, the prophet is sent to deliver a hard message and that hard message is going to be rejected, ultimately. Right? Sometimes the prophets, they listen to them, but many times the prophets are rejected people. Right? So imagine now on the flip side, right? You are one sent by God to deliver a message that's hard and that you know is going to lead to rejection. And that might even lead to your death. What, what's going on inside of you as you sort of wobbly make your way to those people? It's like, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't, I don't know if I want to deliver this message. I I'm terrified. I'm, I'm reluctant to share it. Right? It's a hard message. And I was thinking about that with, with Jeremiah, that his hard message, it probably made him concerned. In fact, if you, if you go and read Jeremiah chapter 1, the rest of it, we just get little portraits of it. If you go and read the rest of Jeremiah chapter 1, he begins by protesting and saying, like, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm too young for this. You've got to find someone else. Like, it's, it's not, I'm not your guy. And the Lord says, no, you are, in fact. I have, I have a message for you to bring to my people because I have seen them and I have seen you. Right, so the thing that, that caught my attention this week in our readings is this very first part of the first reading. Because ultimately, right, we, we think of Jesus too, right? So before we get to this, maybe to talk a minute about Jesus. Jesus, who we say is priest, prophet, and king, right? Jesus, who goes to his hometown to preach a message, and it's ultimately, apparently, a hard message. He knows that they're going to reject him, and so they tell him, or he tells them that they're going to reject him. And what does it end up doing? They want to kill him, right? So Jesus knows that he is, he's preaching. He has come to preach a hard message. For, for other people, uh, those who are already afflicted, he's come to preach a message that is, that is good and gentle and, and, and loving. But for people who are going to reject him, people who are not following his ways, right, he's come to preach a difficult message that's going to lead ultimately, right, to his rejection on the cross. And so I was thinking about this with Jesus and with Jeremiah, these, these people sent by the Father to deliver a hard message. And it's like, what is it that helped them? What is it that, that sustained them, right? Or gave them the courage to continue on with their mission, a mission that seems so incredibly hard. And these first few verses, right? The word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I dedicated you. A prophet to the nations, I appointed you. So the Lord gives Jeremiah a, a, a mission, but, but what does it say? Before, before the appointment comes, right? He's appointed as a prophet. Before that comes, the Lord talks to him about, he says, Jeremiah, I know you. Jeremiah, I... I have dedicated you, right? What is the Lord revealing to him? He's revealing to, to Jeremiah that, that he's with him always, right? He's, he's relating to Jeremiah first that, that they have a relationship, right? Just to stop and, and consider that. Sometimes we, we can talk about this and just sort of like, oh yeah, like, you know, you got to have a relationship with God. No, but like to stop and like let yourself consider this. You and I are creatures of Almighty God who is so much bigger 
and so much more powerful than we could possibly imagine. And he comes and he says to the prophet, I know you. I see you. One of my favorite titles of, of the Lord that I've heard in recent, recent years is Adonai El Roy, the Lord, the God who sees me. Right? Like, so before, before the Lord gives Jeremiah his mission, he first just lets him know, like, I see you. And I have this relationship with you. And what's more, right? I have dedicated you. This is, you are so precious to me, Jeremiah, that I have taken you and I have set you apart. Right? Like just to imagine the incredible gift that that is. Right? And we see this too, like think of Jesus, the baptism of Jesus, right? When he's baptized, what happens? The skies are open and a light comes down and a dove descends upon Jesus. And we hear this voice from above that says, Behold my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Right? So for both of these, these holy men, one being Jeremiah, a holy human person, and then Jesus, right, who is God himself, the Son of God, right? But for both of them, the Lord God has revealed to them, before he sends them on any kind of a mission, he reveals to them, and ultimately to us, years, thousands of years later, he reveals, I see you, I have this relationship with you, and this is who you are to me. And it's only after that that he gives the mission. So I've, I've been thinking about this, again, from, from both perspectives, right? From both perspectives. Because for us, sometimes the Lord actually calls us to be prophets to people around us. Sometimes the Lord calls us to, to speak to people in ways that are corrective. In ways that say, you know what? What you're doing here is sinful. It's an offense against God. And I, I just need to call you out on that. I need to correct you on that. Other times to speak uh, or to act in certain ways that, that even though we're not speaking any words, people are just going to feel like they're running up against something because the way that we act uh, as Catholic Christians is a way that pursues virtue, that pursues goodness. And some people in the world aren't interested in virtue and aren't interested in goodness. And so even though we're not actually correcting them, sometimes they'll come up to us and say, what, you think you're holier than I am? It's just like, no, I'm just trying to follow the ways of the Lord. Right? So sometimes for us, as followers of Jesus, the Lord calls us to be prophets in a particular way. But brothers and sisters, if we don't first have the foundation of our relationship with who we are compared to God and our identity with who we are in his eyes, then there is no way that we'll be able to live up to the mission that he wants to give to us. We'll either become exhausted and give up or we'll become discouraged and give up or we'll face resistance and give up. But if we have that, that first primary relationship with the Lord, and then if we can know who we are, that we are a people set apart for His purposes, like, what a gift. And if I can have that in my mind always, right, then, then I'm just so happy to follow His ways. I'm just so happy to deliver His messages, even if it means sometimes 
I'm rejected. Right, so that's the first perspective. But the second perspective is this, right? That sometimes the Lord needs to send a prophet to us to correct us or to lead us by example because we're not, we're not following his ways. And in those moments, you guys, we don't, right, we don't want to respond like the people of Nazareth, right? We don't want to end up trying to kill the prophet or what's more, trying to kill Jesus in our lives. We don't, we don't want to be that. And so like, as we go about living our lives, right, we try to do the best that we can. But if someone comes into our life to correct us or, or to lead by example in a way that we're not living out, right, then in those moments, unless we are rooted in our relationship and in our identity with Jesus, then when that prophet comes, we'll respond just like they did. Right? So I think these are, these are such foundational things that, that for us, again, I think we can just become so familiar with them that it can almost be like, yeah, maybe I don't need to think about it. But sometimes it's just good to stop and just consider how incredibly great God is. Just to consider how small I am compared to him. And yet, right, this is, this is the mystery, right? And yet, he looks upon me and sees me and he loves me. And it's the same for you. How incredibly small you are compared to God the Father. And how weak and seemingly insignificant. And yet, and yet, he looks upon you and he sees you. And he says to you, I love you so deeply. And I have set you apart for my purposes. Right? Like to let that be your foundation. To let that be the thing that lets you remain steady in your relationship with the Lord. So that whether you have a particular mission to carry out in your life, or whether someone comes to you to carry out their mission in life, either way, you can be ready for it. You can stand firm knowing who you are, right? Relationship, identity, and then mission. If we can follow that blueprint, then we'll be ready to follow the ways of the Lord. We'll be ready to change if we need to change. But above all, we'll be ready to give Him the glory and to persevere always in our faith.